Well, June sucked. So far, July is better. The Mets 5-21 and last month. They are 1-0 this month. Steven Matz, Todd Frazier, Drubal Cabrera among the heroes, even though all three of those guys made errors. Nothing's easy this year. Come on. Mets turned the tables on the Marlins. They had lost 5-2 Saturday. They win 5-2 on Sunday. Let's talk about it next on the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Only 10 hits total on Sunday, and there were four errors. Should have been more. I don't know what the official scorer was smoking in the eighth inning, but that's for later. We're going to give you a game recap and do a pretty abbreviated podcast here because we're heading now to Canada. we got to board up the plane and head to the airport code of, I believe it's YYZ or, or something crazy like that. They all start with Y in Canada. Why? I, I don't know why that is, but we're going to get reacquainted with our neighbors to the north. I know these are uh, tense times politically when it comes to the U.S. and Canada, the U.S. and Mexico, the U.S. and pretty much everybody. We're, we're not going to go anywhere close to that. This is a baseball podcast. It's here to make you happy. And if they don't tax the hell out of us in or out of our way to Canada, uh, hopefully this will all go just fine. So the Mets, they are now at the halfway point. They, on Canada Day, of all things, get a win 5-2 to two in Miami. And if you want to play that game where you just start doubling things because you're at the halfway point, uh, try not to do that with the Mets record. You'll, you'll be sad. 33-48. and 48, so do the math. Yeah, it's a 66-96 and 96 season after an 11-1 start. That would not be a high-quality thing. And the Mets didn't exactly play a high-quality game, to be honest. It wasn't a perfect game on Sunday. But since they had lost 10 of 11, the, the old line about hey, if somebody hands you a, a crumpled $100 bill, you, you're still going to take it. You know, it's still 100 bucks In this game, Recapped by Burke Rehabilitation for you. For over 100 years, Burke has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org to get the info that you need. This was Dan Straley against Stephen Matz in this one, and Straley has not been pitching well of late. He actually pitched okay in this one. It's a guy that once went five and a third no-hit innings against the Mets in this building. Had to be pulled because of a high pitch count. Mats was the one for the Mets where you're worried about the high pitch count. He was at 90 pitches through four innings, but still was able to go five and a third, giving up just one unearned run. Mats has not allowed an earned run in Miami now in uh, close to 19 innings. 18 and two-thirds is that run. And he was coming off a no-walk, seven-strikeout game against the Pirates. He had had the one big blunder where he gave up the, the Gregory Polanco home run, just the second-ever homer he had allowed in the big leagues to a left-hand batter, ever. And knowing that, the Marlins stacked their lineup with righties on this day. Justin Bohr, the one lefty of note, on his bobblehead day, they put a cape on a Justin Bohr bobblehead and called it Justin Bohr Superhero Bobblehead Day. Wasn't so super. In fact, Matt's broke his bat twice, and then Bohr struck out a couple times later on. So uh, not so much on, on all that. However... Uh, this one really was a chance for Steven Matz to show that he's got it, that, that even when there's something going wrong, he can close his eyes, take a breath, 
and, and just turn the page. It's not always easy for Stephen to do. Whether it's breathe through your eyelids as the pitching coach in Bull Durham <laughs> instructed, uh, wh whatever it is, it seems to be taking now for Stephen because there was an error made behind him in the first inning. It didn't matter. Error made behind him in the second inning. It didn't matter. He made his own error that cashed in a run in the fourth inning. But you know what? In the end, that one really didn't matter. The one guy that hit him a little bit was JT Real Muto. He's hitting a lot of people this year. He's probably going to the All-Star game, hitting around 310. And the Mets stayed away from their Bs in the bullpen. Anybody with the last name of B, from Buddy Bauman to, uh, to Jerry Blevins this year, has just not been very consistent. The guys like Lugo, Peterson, and yeah, even Familia on this day came in and got the job done. As for how the Mets got their runs done, well, you go to the second inning. It was a Kevin Ploiecki double with two outscored Todd Frazier. Only the ninth RBI all year for Ploiecki, but that did make it one to nothing Mets. Then a Cabrera upper tank home run in the third. That wiped out the error he had made earlier. And for Cabrera, he's one of the guys where it's fun to do that let's double it thing. You hit the midway point of the season. Cabrera's at 14 homers and 45 runs batted in. So at 28 slash 90, that would absolutely play. Although Cabrera not likely really to be a Met. He's certainly a guy that you'd think about being on the, the trading, if not the block, at least in that neighborhood. Familia, obviously. Blevins, if they can get him back to where there's value. Uh, these are all people that you think about these days. Leaving aside the discussion of Syndergaard and DeGrom, we don't really want to bring you down with that one. But the Mets leading a 2-0 into the fourth inning. They would get another run off the bat of Steven Matz. Always nice when the pitcher can contribute. Todd Frazier scored the run. He would end up scoring three runs on this day. He scored a wacky one in the eighth inning when the Mets put this game away. I don't know. I still don't understand the scoring here. But as Drupal Cabrera had walked to lead off that inning, and then after a Conforto strikeout, and by the way, Conforto is striking out a lot these days, three times in this particular ball game. Wilmer Flores flied out, and then Frazier ripped one towards right center. Lewis Brinson was there, had it, simply dropped it. So a run coming around. The Mets go ahead at that point by the score of 4-1. to one, And they somehow scored a base hit. And they said that Frazier went to third base on the throw-in that ballooned all the way past home plate and went to the backstop. I mean, I thought there should have been two errors on that play. There were none. Then there was definitely an error because as Kevin Ploiecki was in the process of drawing a walk, Real Muto decided he'd try to catch Frazier napping off of third. Frazier was picked off at second base earlier in this series, but this time Real Muto's throw hit him in the elbow, and the ball rolled down the left field line. Frazier trotted home with a bit of a bruise, but with his third run scored of this game. If you take away Todd Frazier, it's a 2-2 tie, and we're still playing, but three runs scored for Frazier, and the Mets do win it 5-2. The final run coming for Miami on a home run off of Tim Peterson, finally giving up not only a run, but giving up a hit to a right-hand batter. That hadn't happened all year, 0 for 22, till Cameron Mabin got him. We were talking on the air about two guys, only two in the major leagues, that had as many as 180 at-bats without a home run. Cameron Mabin was one of them. He homered on Sunday. The other one was Malik Smith, and he homered on Sunday. We were magic in the booth. We got both those guys home runs. John Lester even hit a home run on Sunday. Some crazy things happening in baseball. But the Mets, hopefully this isn't crazy. Hopefully this is just the start of something nice. They win the game 5-2, to two, and now they go to Toronto. 
as John Tavares is doing as well. The Mets will, uh, I guess, technically beat him there. We'll talk more about the road trip in a moment. But the Mets have been 15-39 and 39 since May the 1st. So any win you can get now is a good win. They had lost 10 of 11, 22 of 27. May was so unkind to them. They hit 180 with runners in scoring position. But, aha, <laughs> the Yankees were 178. Gotcha, Yankees. Baltimore was worse than both those teams. Baltimore hit 170 with runners in scoring position in June. Baltimore had a crazy June. Baltimore was 0-15 against the American League, their own in June. They were somehow 6-5 against the National League, <laughs> including 2-0 against the Mets. But, you know, there's where you look to, around it and you try to figure out who's got it worse than you. The Orioles do. The Orioles are 32 games out at, be, at the beginning of July. At least the Mets were only 14 games out. Since divisional play got started in 1969, no one's ever been 32 games out on July the 1st. So congratulations, Baltimore. Marlins still haven't swept anybody all year. They had that chance, couldn't do it. And the Mets winning for just the second time in their last 12 games. It was five runs, six hits, three errors for the good guys, two, four, and one for the Marlins. And the uh, quote-unquote crowd announced at 9,611. Now we get to hear from Mickey Calloway. And he's been under the gun, so to speak, of late. So uh, hopefully a happy press conference here. It's brought to you by our friends at Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround. Whether you want to manage your money from your phone or buy your first home, it's RidgewoodBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. A winning manager, Mickey Calloway three errors today and he's able to work around that is it just another kind of notch in the belt when you talk about how his temperament has changed that's a good way to say it i think that uh, he's done a great job with that and then in these challenging times he starts seeing you know the results and and it pays off for him and he's able to you know you still still see him get a little flustered out there but he re, re uh coops and he goes out there and he, and he makes the next pitch and uh today he won the game for us because he did that, because they could have easily, you know, tacked on some runs there early and, and made it a game of it, and, and he held them right where he needed to hold them. When you say you notice those things still occasionally with him after he walked Straley there. Is that one of those moments that you're just kind of heightened awareness to make sure his temperament's okay and, and obviously had um, Dave go out there then? Exactly. You know, I think that, that there's times where Dave can help him, but, uh, you know, for the most part, he's doing a great job of helping himself. You know, you can, you can see him get a little flustered and then, you know, and that's fine. You know, after the pitch, after whatever happens, he can get a tad flustered as long as on his way back to the mound, he, he regroups and, uh, you know, kind of goes through his little routine before he gets back on the rubber. For you, is the changeup the key pitch for him today? It was really good. And, and his ability to throw the fastball inside and run it back over the inside corner. I mean, you see it all game, you know, almost every time he pitches, the hitters staring at the umpire and trying to figure out where that's crossing them because he, he does such a great job of getting in, in there and run it back on the inside corner. <clears throat> nice to get to the sixth inning and have Lugo to put in that spot. That was really nice. You know, I think it, uh, you know, eased some anxiety probably for everybody. He goes out there, he, um, those strikes, you know what you're going to get for the most part, and uh, it's good to have him back in the pen. Familia looked much better today. Did he look better to you? Pure results aside, in terms of stuff and movement. And like no, I mean I thought he looked good the other day too. Just they got some hits off of him. Um, you know he he was throwing the same velo. Um, it's it's hard to tell when a guy uh, like him with that has really good stuff. Uh, you know what the issues are that day if there are any. 
Um, you know, I did the height of the pitches looked about the same. So, you know, they, they uh, the results came today for him. Mickey Nimmo's cooled off a little after that. I mean, he wasn't going to continue at that pace he's at, but he's, he's kind of fallen off a little bit there. Do you, do you see anything? You know what? I think that uh, he's a little indecisive. Um, ever since he got hit with the pitch, I think he has one hit ever since he got hit in the hand. So, you know, he had a couple days off, probably got him out of rhythm. Um, but, uh, you know, he'll figure it out. I think that uh, the confidence will come back. And, uh, you know, he just needs to stick with that good approach where he's, you know, taking the pitches that are just off the plate that uh, he can't quite get to. And, uh, and he'll, he'll get everything back. Great play. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, we wanted him over there, his comfort level over there. And you know what, Nemo, when he was over there, he was making that same play. So, you know, we have a couple of good guys that could go, you know, a couple of places, and that's always a, a good uh, thing. When you say Nemo's only had the one hit since then, does that give you any concern about he's playing through something he shouldn't be? No, no, he's perfectly uh, healthy. Did Smith have a cortisone shot on his wrist? He did, yes. Uh, it was just a you know, quick uh, injection, and it was available the next day off the bench. All right, that's the winning skipper. Thank you, Mickey. And now what's brewing for today? Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year, returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world, whatever your pleasure, they've got it. Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Mets are heading to Toronto, the 6th. And if you're really cool, you spell it number six, I, X. I mean, it's not S I X. What are you, an idiot? Come on, it's number six, I X. Drake made that nickname for Toronto popular, and by God, if it's good enough for Drake, it's good enough for the Daily Mets podcast. I used to call Drake on my cell phone. Well, why the six? Why is that a thing? Is it because there's six letters in Toronto? Is that even true? I'm counting. No, there's seven letters in Toronto. That can't be it. And it's not because the area code up there is 416. That's wrong. They call it the 6 because it represents the, the entire city of Toronto. Because about 20 years ago, they did this thing where they incorporated six former boroughs or different cities of Toronto. They just kind of usurped them. They just, just kind of put a net over everything and said, fine, you guys are all Toronto now. North York, Scarborough, Etobicoke. Uh, East York, regular York. I think that's everything. So they call it the six, whatever. And Marco Stroman, uh, Marcus Stroman, who wears number six, has an ERA of six. Native Long Islander will get the start on Wednesday. Marco Estrada will get the start on Tuesday. Again, Zach Wheeler. And let's talk about Wheeler. He and Matt's both really with arrows pointing up these uh, last several weeks. Jacob deGrom's arrow has already been up. Syndergaard's arrow is sideways. He's still not ready to go. He and Jason Vargas will be pitching a simulated game on Wednesday. That will not be in Canada. That will be in Port St. Lucie. So Syndergaard does not get to go to Canada. As it, as it turns out, that's too bad for Canadians who wanted to see him. But uh, hopefully Syndergaard gets going. You've already got DeGrom going. You've now got Wheeler going. You've got Mats going. That's pretty good. That's 80% of your rotation at that point. And uh, Seth Lugo's been bumped to the bullpen. He was doing, uh, I thought, a very nice job in the rotation. Corey Oswalt is going to get the start Wednesday for now. An obvious placeholder. But Zach Wheeler's going to go on Tuesday. Wheeler and DeGrom in the month of June, they combined for a 2.7 ERA. Yet the Mets were 2-10 in those 12 starts. 
Wheeler doing his thing lately, and you'll love to see it. He got the no decision against the Pirates last time out, even though he went seven shutout innings. That's the game where Familia melted down. No meltdown in the ball game for Familia on Sunday. That's the very good news that we can report. Again, the Mets win it 5-2. to two. And as we go away, load up, get the passports all shined up for Canada. Uh, if you're out of market, even going to Toronto, you, you can use the Hotel Tonight app for Canada. I'm doing it, not for this trip, but for the All-Star break. Going to head up to uh, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, and I've used Hotel Tonight to book my hotels there. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at the best hotels. They only work with places where they would stay as well. So you know you're going to get a high-quality product. The product for the Mets on Sunday, I don't know that i call it high-quality. It was decent enough for a win. I mean, they did make three errors. They gave up a home run late, but they did enough things well. And by golly, we'll take it. Mets 5, Marlins 2 is that final score. And again, we'll have the, uh, the off day tomorrow. But that doesn't mean no podcast tomorrow. We've been talking about Tim Peterson. We will introduce you to Tim Peterson, the guy that's come from out of nowhere doing such a nice job in the Mets bullpen. He'll be featured, and we'll have a nice preview of those Toronto Blue Jays, tell you what's been going on in Toronto. I'm going to hit the Hockey Hall of Fame, I believe, tomorrow. And uh, if indeed I do that, I'll have a report. I'll have an essay on your desk ready for you to uh, to at least listen to. Who knows? Maybe I'll have some poutine. I'll figure something out. Something just completely stereotypically Canadian. I'll get my, my loonies and my toonies. And I'll spend them because the exchange rate is very favorable right now. That is the Daily Mets podcast for today. Appreciate you listening. This is Josh Liu. And again, it's a happy podcast with a 5-2 Mets win in Miami. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Talk to you soon.